Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Jeez, you, yeah, you, yeah. you put the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> just, just, just. No, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so it sort of comes really yeah. my face. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Alex Bryan. Alright, today's guest. Uh, <laughs> I've come pretty close to him over the last uh, year or so. And in getting to know him a bit more and his story, uh, I'm pretty proud of where he is today, actually, knowing where he has been or potentially the track he could have gone down. I don't want to paint him into be a bad person here, but <laughs> apparently I'm <laughs> <It's, it> <laughs> <laughs> Um And I just thought I'd get him on today because I think it's pretty important to uh, give maybe the younger audience that might be listening out there, um, I don't want to say hope, but I don't, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for here inspiration like to see no okay i'm not sure what word we use there we'll skip that anyway welcome alex Bryan to barrett talks Oh, thank you, Josh. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming in. Cheers. Yeah, thanks. We've got Ebony in the house today. Eps, you know, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yes, um, my, uh, my first uh, thing about Alex, actually, was we... It's funny. We were, like, we sort of come in and out of each other's lives a mm, little bit. We have. Was um, I used to live in Horsham, and we had minis and 12s. Minis. Yeah, one of the two. It was probably both, really, because we would have led minis into under 12s then, I guess. No, I don't know if we'd Oh no, definitely. Yeah, I was there for under twelve. So we used to have like the woolen, the woolen uh, singlets that had that had the woolen collars on. Out of Horsham Saints. And then I don't think I saw him for years when I moved away. And I reckon you reached out in when was it? How long ago was that? Four, four, five years ago, maybe. Do you reckon? My, when my first one, when I yeah, went when you to Iono, yeah, yeah, you came yeah, out yeah, Iono. yeah, it would have been like four and a half, right, maybe yeah, four, it. right? Mm. Um, came in this little timid kid. No, <laughs> it was man. He was, Hello, that's a big deal. <laughs> man. You were a bit, you were a bit timid actually. Um, anyway, let's let's go back to the start. So I want to I want to get to know you a bit more. So mm. I know a fair bit about you, but let's take mm. it right back. Well, my. Oh, this is funny because my old man tells me a story of one of the memories he has of you, which I don't know if it's just because he's told me this. This is just what I'm picturing. So whether I was there or not, I don't know. I don't know if this is true, by the way. Potentially, though. You were on the bench in year 12, and I'm, I mm. think I was there. Not year 12, sorry. Under 12, gotcha. football for Horsham Saints. Yeah. And then the coach, I can't even quite remember who it was. but It would have been... Um uh, uh, O'Burn, was O'Byrne, it? O'Byrn, or yep. it could have been Lane, Lan- um, Lane, Lannan. Lannan, yep. Yeah, either yep. one. Um, said, Driscoll, you're up. And then you stood up and you've gone, Des and Troy, I'm coming. And then you ran to the sideline and then you got on. And then, I don't remember that ever one. Ever since then, that's been I'll, one of my uh, first uh, memories of you. Mum will listen to that and she'll confirm or deny that one. Um, yeah, so growing up in Horsham. Yep. So um, talk to me. Yeah, sure. So growing up in Horsham, went to school, um, St. Michael's. Cruzy Primary School, but I did live in Ballarat for up until year three, I think it was. Um, and then I went to Horsham, so grade three or four, I can't quite remember which one it was. So yep. then we went to St. Michael's. Um, yeah, and I, I remember like my first day just being absolutely petrified. Because did you move schools in, in primary? Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Twice. I think yep. I was Gray Street in Warnable. Yeah. And. No, Warrnambool East, it might have been Grey Street in Hamilton. And then Navarre, 
No, then Horsham, then Navarre. Yeah. So there's a few moves. I remember being petrified, but I was lucky that because Dad knew obviously a lot of people in Horsham that one of the teachers um, there sort of took me under the wing and sort of showed me the people to go hang out with. And <laughs> what did he go? Which was sick, right? Yeah, well, like, you know, go play with these boys. They're into football or whatever like that. So I think I integrated pretty pretty smoothly. Um, and then, yeah, so St. Michael's and then went to St. Bridges for high school. Um, pretty normal through high school, I guess. Um, wasn't the best at school. Mm. Wasn't probably the most what popular was either. Enter school? Oh, no, hey, you didn't do enter. You, no, you I didn't. No. I just finished year 12 um, and then didn't end up doing my exams because... At that point in time, for whatever reason, I didn't think I needed to go to uni anyway. And then for whatever that, like for whatever reason, I was stressed about the exam. So it was just mm. an easy option for me to take out that I, I didn't do it, but I still finished year 12. It is stressful. Yeah, so that was um, that was good. But yeah, school was cruisy. Like, where do you reckon you sat in your like popularity sort of? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was a popularity thing. I was a bit of a you unique person. A weird unit, yeah, I was a unique sure. person, but... I- don't know, from yeah, the bar, I don't know. Yeah, the bus. I reckon I sort of cruised through high school, which was nice. And then um, and then the big wide world, I guess, after year 12, right? Mm-hmm. Um, turn 18. Um, a big one for you, though, just before you just come off of school stuff. Yeah, go for it. Go I didn't really know how to put this question. Oof. But um, what was it like growing up with red hair? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much? Or? <laughs> Perfect, right? <laughs> Um, well, I, it was actually okay. Like, I was very fortunate where I don't think I got bullied that much. Don't which, believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So, yeah, I didn't get bullied that much, which I was very fortunate of. There was always those those comments about Ranger and whatnot going through school. But, um, yeah, I was, I was okay, man. I, okay. I got through. Well, that's good right? to hear because I think it, was, <laughs> it got pretty heavy for some people back then. Yeah, poor buggers. Yeah. Yeah. High school's terrible, right? Like bullying and shit can you remember it back in the day there's a few unfortunate people in our school i feel like i threw a discus at someone one day <laughs> called me fat <laughs> oh well that's retaliate bad. that's yeah. fine it's pretty bad and actually. then didn't you punch someone at in in eight square or something was that you that wasn't my fault the only well, fight here we go okay only fight i've been in my life all right was or maybe two but nothing serious but this was in eight square year 10 i get back from a dentist and this kid named Tiny, bless your soul, Tiny, we're okay now. I kicked a four square ball or eight square ball and it hit his phone. And he said, you broke my $240 phone because the back cover came off. And he just came up and went smack. And I was like, fucking whack, whack. And then that was it. That was all. So that was the only fight yeah, slash bullet. Fucking bully, mate. Um, so when you finished school, yep. you were a, a, a sparky. So I actually did, because I still didn't know what I wanted to do, and I was actually just working at Coles at the time. So I sort of just um, got into full-time work through Coles, like straight after year 12. And I can't even remember how long I did that for, but it wasn't too long. And then I did a traineeship in um, transport and logistics. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds made up. (laughs) Uh, But really, I think it's just a bit of a glorified um, label for like a delivery man. Why did you do that? Well, it was just, I don't know, I think the opportunity there, like my parents at the time were like, you know, maybe this could be a good opportunity. I was like, sure, because I had no idea what I wanted to do anyway. So um, it was just the first step into just doing something other than working in a supermarket. So um, so I did that um, at the 
at the hospital and I was just like the store person. So I just like filled the shelves. I was basically what I did at Coles, but at, um, at the hospital. With what so, needles and that? Yeah, yep, yep. So orders would come in and you just fill each section, blah, blah, blah. And then like the old person's home, nappies and whatnot, and all that sort of jazz. So, um, so I did that and I think that was about a year and a half, but like I remember that for me, that was even really boring. Like I, I vaguely remember falling asleep a couple of times, like as a smoker, like it was just not stimulating whatsoever. So 18 years old? Yeah, probably 19 and a half sort of when I finished that, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah so I finished that. And then the opportunity came through to start a electrical apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's a few of mates of mine as well that were actually going for that. So we all sort of applied and we had interviews and whatnot. And then we started up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was a Sparky and did that for four and a half years. Um, so that obviously skips a bit in, in timeline, yeah, a but bit of a timeline there, yeah, yeah, so, um, so that's where that at. I'm not sure if you have any questions about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe the in-between part. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and then I guess there's something that we wanted to, that you wanted to touch on today, which was a bit more of a personal thing, but so within those years, so what would have I been? Started at 19 and a half, maybe 20 when I started the electric apprenticeship. And I remember the first two years of that, like I was still living at home and then I moved out, I think when I started that apprenticeship and then moving out of home is like pretty big deal, right? Like you got the whole open world there, you got to organize your own money, mm-hmm. you got to grow up pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and then, yeah, so forgive me for all these like timeline things, I might I just can't quite remember all this. Yeah. Um, so two years of apprenticeship, absolutely loved it. So that was really great. And then it started to get toward the tail end of the three and four, four years. And then I started probably going out and partying, um, a lot more sort of in my sort of early twenties. So 21, 22, whatever that was. Um, and they were in my tail years of the, of the electrical apprenticeship. So, and then what comes with that, I guess, was partying heaps and everything like that. There was um, some drugs involved as well in those last years. Um, So those last, so then basically at the end of the apprenticeship, um, I wasn't very suited for work anyway. Like one, I was hating it, so I wasn't passionate about it. Two, I was partying heaps. Like my lifestyle was just really, really shit. So my work was just terrible. I wasn't very like respectful to the bosses or whatnot. I was just really starting to like degrade, I guess. Yep. Um, and then for whatever reason, I just had this really weird, I just remember having this most like entitled fucking mindset, which is like, so not me like now, but Mm. it's just so strange when I look back at those times. And then, so I basically got fired at the end of that. Um, from being entitled or what? Uh, there was right at the end. So I didn't pass my last electrical exam, um, or the one before it. Anyway, I didn't pass my, um, some of my exams for the Sparky stuff. And then, so there was obviously a bit of conversation with the bosses about, you know, what your integrity is to the business and, you know, your work sort of degrading and things like that. And I just didn't give a fuck basically back then at all. And I just had this entitled thing like that I'd have work no matter what anyway. And then I think it was just one of my last jobs. And then he just pulled me in and just said like, look, this is like, it's really not working, mate. Like it's, what do you expect me to do here? Yep. And then I just sort of, and then I was like, yeah, fuck, well, I don't want to work here anymore, whatever. So I just sort Give of Give me that exact hands. conversation. Like if you're entitled back then, were you just like, well. 
yeah. business is shit too. Yeah, like is I thought I was hard, like hard done by, like okay. you know what I mean? Yep. Like I thought, oh, you're screwing me over and, and whatever else. But yep. you know, now that I look back, like the opportunities back then were like amazing. Like it was a really good workplace and all that sort of jazz. So that happened. Um, you, just sorry, cut you off. Yeah, have you reached out since? No, I know that was a conversation that we had not too long ago about okay. reaching out and apologizing for things. Um, no, I haven't. Okay. So now that's on this, I'll be like, I'm better after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So that's that's basically where that's at. So work. So then I, I basically didn't have a job. Um, and like I said, I was partying locks and um, some drugs were involved as well, which I know you sort of wanted to touch on at some stage about that but then in between that um i was having an affair with the partner that i was with so this all entails entails into like over a year i guess i just can't exactly remember what was first or when all that happened mm-hmm. so and then i just remember just like at one stage that my life was just like basically fuck because i didn't have a job really um i think i was just working casual at like a warehouse um, at that time, like I'd broken up like relationships, obviously with my, uh, my decisions then, um, what else, like, you know, it was partying lock. So what comes with that is obviously, uh, like money. So my money was just starting to get drained really, really quickly. Um, and then obviously the, the other things with drugs that comes with that is like, you know, you, you, you get pretty broken down, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Even though there was, would have been a lot worse people than what I was doing and what I was you know, having and all that sort of jazz, but I just can't, it just wasn't anything good. There was no positive thing from any of that whatsoever. Mm. So that was, yeah. And then that sort of tailed into my, yeah, I can't even remember 23 maybe. So it was like for sort of from like 22 to 23 or 23 to 24. I can't quite remember. Yep. So yeah, that was all in within that year. So that was pretty shit and it just all blew up really quickly. Um, you know, and like I was saying, I had that sort of bulletproof attitude. Like I was a little bit entitled. I just thought I didn't have any awareness for my actions as well, um, whatsoever as well. So it was just all really short-term, like gratification, short-term thinking, things will be okay. And there was just no consequences for my actions. And like, you know, little did I know that, you know, years down, when am I 29, that mm. like, this shit still plays in my mind like heaps, right? Yeah. Like even when you talk about going back to Horsham, you're like, Ugh. yeah. Like my first couple of times going back to Horsham, yeah. Like I didn't even really leave the house to be honest. Like I was just too anxious, I guess. I don't exactly suffer from anxiety, but it's just lots of shame and lots of guilt still with a lot of actions back then. So I found that really hard. Yep. Um, it started to go away lately, which is good. But um, yeah, and I just remember going touch and base on about the consequences and how long they last for. It was mum and dad popped around once um news had come out like about like the sleeping with other with someone else and they yeah sat me down and they were just obviously really disappointed they weren't angry or anything they didn't yell at me they were always very very kind to me but mum specifically said this is going to fuck you for like three to four years and then obviously with my mindset at that time i was just sort of blew it off i guess i was like well you know that's fine things will get back to normal like i'll be fine i'm bulletproof yep but she was right right but then three to four years later even longer like you know there's still things with mindset and just the consequences still stay for a long time so it didn't even hurt you when your mum said that to you um like at the time like you feel with guilt and shame anyway so it was just like a bit of a mixture of emotions so yeah it hurt but like i said i didn't think like anything of it i wouldn't have given it much more thought um 
yeah, and then that sort of led to me sort of running myself into the ground, I guess, and then thinking like, well, fuck, I can't really be here in Horsham anymore. Um, I yeah, I think I need to look elsewhere. And then it just so happened that prior I had done my PT um, certificate prior to sort of just finishing up as uh, the Sparky stuff. Um, so I was qualified in that, and then I got in, and then I thought oh, I searched uh, fitness jobs in Ballarat, and there was a gym here doing a um, what's it called, like a traineeship sort of thing, right? And it was like a paid gig. So I was like, all right, cool. So I can move to Ballarat. Um, I had somewhere to stay, which was great, through a friend of mine, which was awesome. Um, so it was going to be a pretty easy sort of integration in Ballarat, I thought. Um, and then I tried that traineeship, but it just definitely wasn't for me. Like the gym was cool, the gym owner's sick and everything like that, but it just wasn't what I wanted to get out of potentially being in the fitness industry, I guess. Um so that sort of finished up really quickly and then just through one other person I met Big Dill the Sock Big Dilly. Dill you know Dill, Dill yeah. the Sock Dill, lovely yeah. so then I was just very fortunate that um, at that stage Dill and Shelley wanted to start up sort of the underground so um, I was just lucky enough to get an opportunity to start that which was awesome so um, so I was just the PT there to start with running a few classes here and there so earning some cash through that um and some cash through that what else and then i actually did some cleaning for him as well so it was quite clean yeah well, it yeah. was yeah, yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> cleaning um and that was yeah basically my first little introduction into ballarat um so yeah, back stepping a bit yeah back stepping a bit there mm. when did you like well at the time like you're realizing like you said that i remember one day saying to me that you'd I said, how do people, I think I was, I don't know what, where this came up, but I said, how do people not know they're a bad person? Like how, and then you, and you sort of piped <laughs> up. And I suppose that's where you've got the perspective of both sides. Mm. Like, I know you, would you, I don't know if you'd change things for going back mm. or does it make you a different person today, which, you know, like yeah. you're obviously a different that's person because of it. Interesting thing, because we've talked about this yeah, a few times. we have. Um, uh, yeah, so at the time, yep. did you realise like, like, yeah, like when was the time that you realized fuck like this is too much what was it was it what was the exact moment did you have a moment that was like uh there wasn't anything really particular it was just like because and then when you're in that world i guess when you're like lying all the time and you're doing things that you shouldn't be like you're stringing lies and lies and lies and lies and then your circle of people that trust you or that are close to you actually gets quite small mm. and then i i think just i just remember it just sort of all turning to shit like it was too many yeah i strung too many lies together um and i just needed to get out because i was just feeling like either anxious or just too guilty and shame and whatnot so there wasn't anything, any particular moment, but I just remember it just definitely had ran its course. So yeah. then, uh, yeah, I wish there was like a light bulb moment, but then it doesn't necessarily was. So where's the transition? Like what stops you from being a, a shit person? In well, because I think like, you know, when you're deep down, like I don't think like I am a bad person. Like I don't necessarily think I have too much bad stuff. Like yeah, in Sorry, there. I'm prefacing like you were the biggest <laughs> piece of shit in the world. <laughs> 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 well, um, yeah, okay. yeah. I don't think that it was just the actions that I was choosing to do were just so damaging, and like you know, and the consequences were high, and then that they hurt people and things like that. Where, but you know, like me as a person, like if you skip ahead now, like you know, working for like NDIS, like I care for people so much, and especially being mm. in, in personal training and stuff, like I have these good good bones in my body. Um, but just for whatever reason, at those times, I was just choosing the worst decisions. 
But the bad person thing, I remember that was, we were out the front of the gym. I saw the earthquake happen. Was that it? Yeah. When remember I thought weird... you were just being a dick and then like moving the car. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. There was a little bit of an Do you remember the earthquake? Happened. Yeah. Where were you for that, Ed? Yeah, at work. Yeah. And you, yep. th- you were just I thinking. On table, actually. Oh my God. Thank Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we're like it. looking outside, the trees aren't moving. I'm like, stop moving, man. Yeah, I'm thinking, what are you doing? Have, it was super windy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think it was just when I've just decided to just sort of wait, be way more open to you. And I just sort of, t- I think I unloaded a lot more yeah. about myself to you. And then um, you just said, how do you, and you just said, how. What would you say? Something. Just how do you how do you not know that you were doing yeah. the wrong thing or being a bad person? Oh well, and then yeah, thinking about that a little bit more is like the environment that I was in didn't suit me being a good like a good person, I guess. And then I didn't have anyone to sort of, I wasn't having anyone around me to sort of kick my ass or whatever. Because one, I didn't either put those people around me, yeah, um, or I wasn't sharing information with my family or whatnot, which I'm sure they would have, right? Mm. Um, so, for example, if like now this day and age like if i was doing something stupid you'd pull me right into line mm. right like and we could super Tip do. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so um i just didn't have really anyone to sort of pull me in and i just wasn't strong enough or courageous enough to sort of pull myself out so i just kept doing the same thing yeah and when you're doing all those things you just think that's the normal i guess and that's that's what it is and i wasn't getting much joy out of life i guess so those weird little kicks that I could get either from, you know, drugs or whatever else or, you know, that's what I was just going to. Do you mm. wish you, um, going back in that situation, mm. do you wish you had to talk to your mum and dad? Like if you were going to recommend somebody mm. that's going through that potentially now that might be listening? Mm. Um, yeah, talking to someone, dude, like someone that you either look up to or you know that's, doing the right thing or just being a good person like most people that are good people will help you out in some way yep reaching out yeah it's a hard thing like for me i just moved so that was a semi-easy fix but it's not like my behaviors were sort of just instantly changed right like so it still took a while for me to figure myself out and and change all those things as my time went in ballarat i still find that very interesting that it looked like there wasn't like an actual moment of it's not like you know, flick the switch. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mindset completely changed. Yeah. Um, when did, when you moved here, mm. who did you who did you oh you just contact this gym just here? So who were you talk who were your mates that you were surrounding yourself with? Here. Yeah. I didn't have any. So okay. um, I didn't. I, the only person that I'd really been introduced with was um, Dill the Sock. So I was very fortunate that they took me in under their wing, which was great, and they introduced me to a few people, and then. I was lucky enough that the being the job role, like it's quite sociable. So you yeah. meet people pretty quickly through there and then um, they would have parties or, you know, whatever. And then like, I'd just get invited to them. So I didn't necessarily have really close friends until sort of like my own, I guess, until uh, Michi Ken, Michi uh, Ken come onto the scene yeah, at the fella. underground. And then you know, I got super close with him and that was a really sort of rewarding thing for myself because I could have someone that I could just hang out with, which was great. Um, and then at that, you know, at that time, like Mitch is extremely intelligent, um, you know, and he was, he was a really good influence on me early, just even in personal development. Like I didn't ever, I remember, I remember specifically coming to Ballarat and I didn't even know what the word like entrepreneur was until like I heard Dill the Sock say it. And then like, I didn't really know what personal development was until like Mitch like passed me a book or whatever. So it's little things like that, that I guess sort of help you change as well. You know, surrounding yourself by the people that, you know, not necessarily are better than you, but 
Uh, I don't know how to word that properly. But. I would say sh- probably strive or um, encourage you in moments of like success, like yeah. you know, pushing yeah. you to be better than you yeah. currently are. And then like, there's a little bit of you that has to uh, make sure that you want to be better because otherwise you won't really change, I guess. Like, yeah. Right? Like you've got to want to be better. You can't you can't make someone be better. Like, you can put all the tools in front of them, but unless that person decides to make the change or make be better, like. Um, yeah and then so there's a few people early I guess um, it was still it was still hard because coming into Ballarat and I remember there was still some low moments in Ballarat to start with because um, still I didn't have any money and then I wasn't working like a great deal um, and I was like still trying to socialize with people that I could so I still obviously had to spend money um, and then I was in this weird thing that like I had to be coursed up so like I had to get like a TRX course I had to get like a boxing course and all that sort of shit so through like um what's it called you know, like what's, punch fit and TRX and what's the blue what's the it's got a blue logo Fitness crank, Australia yeah well, like you see yeah, yeah, yeah you see yeah, yeah, and then because yeah. you're in that world you think that you have to be a certain level so I didn't have any money so I got a credit card Oh, and then yeah. yeah yeah this is not many people know this but then they got the credit card and then I just sort of lived off that for X amount because I wasn't earning a shitload of money, but it was just covering me. So you were just what, well, just bunching up on the credit card. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, and then yeah, so that was so silly, silly, silly. Yeah. So anyone that's sort of thinking about doing anything well, like that, like fuck, learn I, from that. I'd recommend that from a business perspective, you can oh. spend all the money on it, and then you every month you just pay it off, mm. so you're not paying interest. But mm. if you don't have the money, don't spend it on. Like if you have good money behaviors around that and like quite secure in get some points. sense yeah, you get some whatever that is like yeah. go for it for sure but like maybe for majority people or anyone that was in my situation fuck it's the dumbest thing you could do mm. um i don't know where i was going with that but <laughs> yeah so i was trying to level up i didn't know where i was i had no no money i didn't really have um, any friends and all the decisions that i made just sort of threw me under um and there was one breaking point another one in ballarat when i knew things had to change was when um, I had to get some groceries obviously to eat and then um, I didn't I, rem- I can remember bank balance was like ne- negative whatever it was it might have been like seven grand maybe hasn't it off the credit card yeah and yeah. then I think I had the limit at seven and a half so I was basically relatively topped um, and then I couldn't pay for the groceries and I said I've got like uh, 50 cents in my car I'll run in my car and then I'll go pay for it and I had like 40 cents um, so then I just had to leave like the supermarket. I remember that clear as day. It was at Brown Hill. Um, Coles. Yeah. Fuck, I'm a Coles boy, heart and heart, you know. Mm. Um, so there was, yeah, so there was that. And then I remember that. That was probably one of my biggest things I remember in Ballarat and then changing from that. Um, yeah. Hit me with a question. <laughs> Hit me with a question. <laughs> so let's go into our, your current situation then, Alex. Mm. Run me through. Sure. Your routine at the moment? Uh, so I moved from Snap Fitness. So what did I do? Two, two, two and a half years there, or maybe three. Yeah. Common trend going on here. Yeah, right. We all come from Snap. Um, and then I remember when I come to you because yeah. I'd messaged you prior, I think, asking like, "Can we catch up for something?" Or something. I this to would be talk funny about. because I don't know. Yeah, go on, you go. <laughs> yep, I'll tell you my side of the story. Go. Um, well, I might be leaving something out no, no, here. I'm not say, sure. You say. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, and what happened? So I rock up at the gym. Mm. I had um, already worked out. 
and then I was waiting for you and you come into the office. Did you work out in the gym? Oh, no. Yeah, okay. I messed you yeah. and then yeah. I just came in like 30, 40 minutes early and I yep. crashed the workout, cool, got my nerves out um, because my intentions were to ask you for a job. <laughs> and then, so I was talking about like weekend, whatever, just a small talk and then it come to it and I was like, so... Um, can we can we do this? Like, because I thought we were talking about work, and you're like, yeah, we can do this. We might do shoulders or something like that. And I was like, no, can I have a job? And you're like, oh, I can't remember to be sitting in the office. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what my exact thing was that that threw me off a little bit there? And then we, I said, we'll catch up in maybe a couple of weeks or something, or yeah. three weeks. You said to me, was it sounded like I wanted to dip in for like a month and then I was out. That's how it mm. sounded to me. I understand. Because you said, yep. I can't, what was your exact well, words? Well, it would have been along the lines was because when I was at the end of SNAP, I wasn't too sure whether I wasn't enjoying PTing yep. or whether um, like it was just the gym I was at or yep. what, I don't know, there was something off. Yep. Um, so I think I'd come to you either suggesting whether I start up semi my own thing. Yeah, that's it. We're going to do my own thing and or, it seemed like this was just going to be a bridge. Yeah, or whether I could potentially move to you for a little bit, find my feet a bit more. Yep. Um, and then go away from that worry that yeah. like stay. So and that's yeah, where I, I think it. I was a little bit like, well, fuck, I don't really want you to just <laughs> come in for a four weeks and then see you guys. We'll introduce yeah, well, you to this LHCP. See you later. Yeah. And then I reckon you messaged me maybe a month later. It was after Chrissy, I think. I can't spoke to remember. Just before and I'm shit with replying. I'm really yeah, bad. You as you've probably found out, but I'm, pretty, I'm really mm. bad with replying. And I think we walked past each you other. And I was, Brown Hill. Yeah, and I could have tell. I've replied to Alex. <laughs> and then you brought up instantly. We're in the Whoop band. You're like, oh, yeah, you like Whoop? You like Whoop? Yeah, it's good. Isn't it? like, yeah, it's all right, man. Oh, anyway, I'll catch up with you soon. Common oh. ground. Um, okay, so give me, yeah, give me your, so PT, yeah, current, PT life. Yeah, life so, and now, and then so I moved to you, which was a really, really, really good move because then I found like the passion or the love for it again, I guess, whatever was missing. Um, and I was very fortunate with how you set things up in, in Iron Oak that um, everyone moved across and it was really smooth. Um, you know, you guys were extremely welcoming, welcoming which is awesome. Um, and then I set myself up nice and pretty with, with you guys for up until now. Um, Something changed, has it? Hey. Oh, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> what it sound like. Um, but I have had like a little bit of a business change, I guess, in the sense that... Um, yeah, so I'm currently working as, as a support worker and we've set up um, like a community access program for um, for the NDIS participants. So currently I have three or four participants um, that come in um, and, you know, I hang out with them for, and we do a gym session. Um, we go play some basketball, we go for a little walk or whatnot, um, which has been awesome for, uh, for myself because it's been, yeah, it's interesting talking to to people and it's really opened up this weird um empathetic side of me which i've talked to you about where mm. i go away from sometimes conversations with with these people and it's like um it hurts my heart a little bit with some mm. of these conversations you know and like it's really made me want to like help a lot more people in that sense and i think it's an awesome little opportunity that how we've set things up that we can they can come into a gym um, it's relatively empty around that lunchtime too so it's not too much pressure there we don't have to necessarily work out we can go play some basketball or whatever and just connect with these guys and so sort of got two sides of the business now where i'm doing PTing and then got sort of the support worker role at the moment which is good um yeah which has been just starting up the last month or so 
which is cool. Shameless plug there. Any um, sport coordinators <laughs> out there? <laughs> Cut that out. No, <laughs> um, what time do you get up? Hit me with like, so hit me every day. Yeah. So Monday to Friday, Monday, what you do? Um, so I start at 5 a.m. Um, two or three nights a week, uh, two or three days a week, and then 6 a.m. the other ones. Yeah. So up at either 5 or like 5.20 or 4.20. 40 um, minutes. 40 minutes. I like to have a shower every morning, man. Oh, routine, like you know. Hour. I like have three or four showers a day. Yeah, he's weird, he's weird, weird on weird. shower yeah. shit. For, it's really you like showers? Guys. Yeah, okay. No, he's like, a, yeah, three like or I went four. through a weird thing where I had to shower before I'd work out. I've like now ironed that out, which mm. is good because that's just a time waste to run. Oh. And my washing, man. Just so much washing because like I'd wear the clothes in the morning. Yeah. Throw them, basket, shower, wear gym clothes, shower again. Yeah, couldn't get weird, over that. Man. I was like, what are you, you haven't even trained yet. What are you showering for? <laughs> well, I just like it. It was a little bit of me time. You know? Sweat's clean, you know? It's <laughs> a clean what? sweat. It's a real clean thing. sweat. Yeah, and then you you sort of break during the day when you don't have the... Yeah, so then PT till, say, like 6 or 5 till sort of 10. Um, might have an hour or two then free and then do some NDIS through the day and then maybe have an hour or two again and then some, some clients at night. So relatively full yep. um, throughout the day, which is great. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm running things at the moment. Some semi-privates in the morning and then some solos and then the NDIS. So I feel like I've got a really good mix at the moment. I'm sort of enjoying all that. Happy? Happy, man. And yeah. do you look at where like you are now compared to where you were before and think, fuck. Yeah, I think that was actually something that I wanted to bring up. It was like, because obviously I ran myself into the ground through so many th- decisions, obviously. And it was... Um, Jordan Peterson said this thing that stuck with me um, in one of his you know things on Instagram and it was that some of his clients don't necessarily have a mental health condition um, they have a lifestyle problem and that's exactly what I was having at that time so like my finances were just so up to shit so I was in debt and I had not as much money coming in um, what else so like um, so drug there was some drug use in there too which isn't you know a good thing at all my relationships were none too existent really I didn't really have a, a lot going on or I'd broken a lot so I'd hurt a lot of people uh, my self care was quite poor um, and then you know and then maybe one or two other things so once I sort of fixed all them it just basically changed my trajectory of my whole life so it's not that I obviously had really really low moments but it wasn't because it was like depression or whatever it was just because I had like you know a lifestyle problem like I just Mm. ran myself into the ground um so once I sort of fixed all them you know all the all these things changed and then I tried to hang around people that um you know motivated me or pushed me so like you for example and then like michi ken at the start dill was a big influence early um like cam cam elliott was huge for me um so those people and they you know we did a little bit of mentoring here and there and they pushed me into trying things business-wise or reading books or whatever that's what it was so once i surrounded myself with a good bunch of people as well and then changed my environment to say iron oak that's when I like feel like I really, really flourish. So it really feels like what me at 28 or whatever, 29, my last 12 months have been like my best 12 months, which really like they should be like what, at 23, 25, like I feel like. like uh, potentially, like I, I think that everybody should be trying different things. That, mm. Like if you're not happy, you try different things and you don't know how things are going to end up. And you, don't know mm. any, you don't know any better as much as people want to tell you, you know, at the time or whatever, you should be doing this and that. But yeah, well, like you said, like with the barbershop thing, it's not saying the people you were hanging around with bad people, but it's just the lifestyle at the time. Mm. 
and it's just like if you hang around with if you hang around the barbershop long enough you're gonna get a haircut yeah that's sure. that, that's analogy is like the one i always like to use i think i had the awareness too and or i've learned a lot more that i've i am very much a product of my environment where like the things have to be good around me for me to be at my best where i think maybe there's stronger people out there maybe you like that can sort of yeah don't, don't necessarily <laughs> you don't know me. i know you very well man <laughs> I know you very well. <laughs> uh, where you have a bit more stronger personality or a stronger person that can sort of maybe not get influenced by their environment as much. But me knowing me now, like I have to put myself in the best environment. Yeah. Because I definitely adapt to that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Proud, what's your proudest moment? Your proudest moment? Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a bit tricky. Like i probably had this business goal about getting a certain amount of income of late and i reckon i may have even talked to you like 12 months ago about this about hitting this certain number yep. um which i've recently done which has been huge for me which is which is massive um so that's probably the most like recent and proudest moment oh gee i don't know you put me on the spot there sorry yeah, big teller it's all right we can, yeah that is a heavy one we can move on from that um do you have what's what's the goal sort of going forward like what are we obviously we've talked about business stuff just off recent yeah so um currently i just want to explore this support worker role and then this is this side of the business thing like taking on some my ndis clients and then um understanding that a lot more um yep. which which excites me too like you know i had a at a meeting like i sorted out my own meeting for with a company and then i got one or two clients out of that which has like been um, which I've never really done before. So, and I got a really good kick out of that. So, put myself out, out there in that, um, which is something I'm going to explore going forward, which is great. And then, um, business side of things, like I come to you and, and talked about my future at Iron Oak, and I see myself being there a long time. So, it's about buying in as well. So, that's obviously on the cards coming forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are the two main things, I guess, coming going forward. Um, I really, really enjoy Ballarat too, like when I see myself like in five to ten years i don't really see Stay myself around. moving you know yeah. um, i just think it has a really really good mix of everything and i've created a little good nest egg here not too big not too small yeah, yeah. let's move on to the questions that i uh, sent you last night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i sent these through to me he's like what are you write? like i'm frazzled no what did you write <laughs> i'm i can't yeah. remember you wrote twizzled. Some, tw- what twizzled i mean twizzled, twizzled it? I, don't no, know. I wasn't twizzled no it's something it's a word he uses when you know that he's like really anxious about something mm know me too well joshua uh it is uh i will find it jesus you gotta stop messaging me man rattle that's rattle. it that's there it yeah, yeah rattle yeah, twizzle yeah, rattle <laughs> <laughs> all right um so first of all yeah what's something that people wouldn't know about you yeah we'll go to the next question shall we what do you <laughs> i don't know about me yeah. well i guess actually well what i've just probably shared has been um people in Ballarat definitely wouldn't know a little bit about oh well, they wouldn't know much of that at all that side of me and Do you care? me getting so that was the scary thing for me of going on here was okay what's the ramifications of us me talking about this stuff like you know talked about an affair and talked about drugs and talked about you know, putting myself out there like that like um people have their own opinions against that for sure so but then one of the things you sort of said that you know me going forward if someone doesn't want to be around you because of those things then and then that's fine like you oh, just man. keep moving on and whoever stays around you or if it was close with you now is um you know they're going to be your true true ones to stick around so i guess those things i just shared were 
yeah, some things that people don't know about me. Yeah, uh, I'm allergic to peanuts too. Oh fuck's sake! Today <laughs> he finally bought his fucking EpiPen in. I'm I've been harping to bring it. Yeah, hey, I'm a bit reckless. That's bad. I know. You need to bring it every. You don't have it on you right now, do no, you? I don't. Allergic to peanuts. <laughs> what happens if I bring peanuts in here today? Just smear them all over mm. the table. Where would you be? Well, you wouldn't be a good friend, would you? <laughs> Blue to the sky, orange to the sky. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what weaknesses? What's your weaknesses? Or what's your insecurities, I should say? Uh, weaknesses, insecurities. Um, weaknesses is like I'm, I'm potentially like a, a little bit lazy. Like I, I'm a little bit lazy sometimes with just in my own life. Like on the weekends sometimes where there could be some things I could be doing with work or things like that i definitely like just chilling on the couch and you just, need off time off time's yeah fine. yeah i think feel like i have a little bit too much though sometimes well the only thing that i can disagree on is the cup thing around work <laughs> i'm a bit forgetful um and then potentially just a little bit messy i eh? leave my cup everywhere which um there was consequences for that wasn't it was there, consequences mate? to so, his cup and then i deal with that every day with my hand getting warm on my cup <laughs> because you smash the handle off it well the deal was there was a week there was like two weeks in a row he left his cup everywhere in gym and i said alex leave it out one more time and see what happens and after that for like two or three months there's consequences in place he was fine and he slipped for one day and i thought he's been a good boy for so long i'm just going <laughs> to smash the handle off so i just smashed the handle uh what are you most afraid of well, up until now, a big fear was sort of opening up myself so much, I guess. Like you were sort of one of the first people, like here at least, that I sort of told a lot of the truths about or just I really opened up. So that was a big thing. Like today fucking petrified me, right? Mm. Like sweat and I messaged you a couple of times during the week. Um, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so uh, fear of sort of opening up just because there was a bit of shame and like, there is shame and guilt about like previous things. So a yep. um, little bit with that. Um, you know what we should do? You want to do something right now? Oh, no. <laughs> Can you message your old boss right now so I get a live response? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have his number. Facebook? <laughs> Don't lie. Well, yeah, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'm going to do that at the end. Yeah, or can you message him now? Message him now and then we'll, we'll cut to it. All right. You want to do that now? All right, sure. You message him and I'll just keep talking. Oh, it's a short message, but shouldn't it? Should I feel like I should put more attention into it? You know. Well, yeah. Or yeah. I think this would be good. Yeah, I agree. I think it's something that would be very good moving forward. Um, okay. Well, what, how, what's the best situation? Eb. Eb. Do we what do, do we got? Or what are we? Do you give a thought? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, good call. Lucky Eb's here because I would have made you write that out right now. Um. What's something that someone has said to you in your life that's never left you? Um, sort of Cam Elliott, the big boy, he told me something one time and it was to truly understand something, you should have the ability to argue both sides. So, and then for whatever reason, that has stuck with me with a great deal. And then using that in any conversations going forward, it's I try, I really, really try hard to see both sides, which I think is a really good thing to try and understand, obviously, where the other person's coming from, and then um, to not just focus on yeah on one side, um, which we actually sort of mentioned a little bit about today, about trying to understand both sides. And then the other thing with that too, it opens up just more conversation. I think when you sort of 
with someone about whatever it is, the smallest, the biggest thing, like whether you know, plain chips is better than salt and vinegar or whatever it is compared to some <laughs> politics like this morning, right? Um, so, yeah, that was that was a really big thing and I think that's a really important thing to for people to try and take on. I like that one. Cam, well done. Where did you get that from? Cam Elliott. He made that up. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say. I said, where did you get it from? Uh, do you have any mentors or people you really look up to? Maybe Instagram? Oh, no. Oh, like no, nothing like that. Like, I'm, I'm very much like a bit more of a, a personal sort of thing. I don't think I get influenced too much by social media um, influences or anything like that. Like, it's more about people that I meet. So, when I sort of got snagged up in your web of your world, I admired you quite a lot, whether that makes you feel uncomfortable or not. Um, but yeah, I, like you were a big mentor at the start and then you helped me out with a lot of things, whether it was just opening up business, um, you know, being a better friend, um, anything. So you were a big part of that for sure. Um, there's been little ones here and there and then I just think that's part of moving on, isn't it? Like and just going through life is that someone will influence you at some stage and then you take on what you can and then you either level up or you just move on to something that's going to influence you even more. Mm. Like it. Cut that bit out. <laughs> who um who do you want to see the podcast next? You got someone around town that you Well, I know I mentioned the big boy a lot, but Cam Elliott Mm. was would be a very interesting one, I feel like, because um, he was a big influence on me, but also just the way he thinks and unique thinker, very unique thinker. Didn't he do? Um, Was it you told me he did? Was it him that did a retreat for like not talking for two weeks or something? Yeah, so he did. I think the whole retreat might have been eleven or twelve days silent retreat. He might have done nine or something along the five. Anyway, it was way more than three days. Crazy. So like even him talking about that, like I'm obviously not going to share his story, but he he um he journaled how he felt through those you know seven to nine days or whatever it was, and um yeah super interesting. Um so yeah I think big Cammy boy. Not Cam. Anyone else? Mm. Anyone um, else you're interested around town? You're like, geez, that'd be cool. Um nah mate, that was that, that was, was the one that comes to mind. Okay. Yeah, sorry cool. I didn't give it much thought that's apart all from cool. that. No stress <laughs> at all. Uh, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Um. Not really, but if there's any, if there's like anyone sort of listening and that can resonate with any of the things that I talked about when being low or any decision making that you're making that you're making currently that's um, you know quite detrimental to yourself is you know, like um, you know surround yourself with good people who are going to level you up. Make sure you speak to someone or either you move, remove yourself from the environment completely because you know it's i don't can't tell you exactly what to do but learning from my mistakes because you know it can send you pretty wild and i was just wasn't necessarily lucky but and it wasn't that bad but it was bad enough where it could have gone pretty bad mm, yeah <laughs> i know i said bad a hundred times then but bad. i tried to get that across bad boy appreciate your time Thank really you, proud of you man appreciate Bless it thanks for having me on that's about ev do you have anything to say just finish this off Okay, excellent. Nothing to add there. Beautiful. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Bless yourselves. Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.